Well, after seven years, there is something that I need to get off my chest. Y'all are strange. (laughs) And hear me out, when I say y'all, I mean we, but this is a strangeness that has existed long before my arrival here, okay? So if anything, y'all infected me with your strangeness, but y'all are strange. I say this from like the bottom of my heart, like I say this with like deep affection, but y'all are strange. Like let's think about some of the ways that y'all are strange. I mean, first of all, each week we pass a microphone around to every single person. Every single person gets their hand on this microphone and can share about the ways that they have seen God at work in their life or the way that they would like to see God at work in their life, which means that there's sort of this unfiltered access to be able to share about our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Now, certainly this is a a beautiful thing, but it's it's a little strange, yeah? I mean, I I talk to people about this practice uh, often, and every time, even from, like, pastors, even, like, fellow Mennonite pastors, they go, you do that? You you let people talk? (laughs) I say, yeah, because we believe that, like, all of that, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the things of our life, like all of this is, is part of like what makes community. All of this is some sort of act of worship. It's good. It's beautiful. It's strange, yeah? <laughs> or what about this? Um, uh, church owns, what, four buildings? Uh, the parsonage, this building, the building across the street, and this building uh, just to the west of us here, yeah? All but the parsonage we give essentially to this outside organization known as Lighthouse Ministries to do whatever the heck they want to do with it. And like, it, it's, this, it's this really beautiful thing. I mean, it comes from this conviction of like, the Lighthouse is doing really good work in our neighborhood. I mean, they set their eyes on this idea of like walking alongside of families and uh, youth in our neighborhood, offering opportunities to assist them in unpacking their God-given giftedness. And we have said, absolutely, beautiful, Use our space. Is it inconvenient sometimes? Yes. <laughs> Does it create some messy spaces? Does it create some, um, some logistical nightmares uh, from my perspective? Absolutely. But the fruit of that is so, so beautiful. But it's strange. <laughs> or what about this? Uh, you all care for one another so, so well. Mind you, like part of my job description is to care for people. And yet this has happened time and time again. Uh, Something happens in somebody's life, some sort of crisis, some sort of situation. One of you catch wind of it. One of you show up. One of you tend to the crisis in whatever way is needed, whether that's just sitting and listening, whether that's laughing or crying with the person, whether that's giving them a ride, bringing them groceries, whatever it is. Situation's resolved. I find out about it like a week later. This is part of my job, and I feel like I'm pretty connected to this group, yeah? And yet, it it speaks to the the sort of love that exists within this community. The sense that, like, we're not going to, like, offload this onto the professional to deal with it. Like, I love this person. I care for this person. I'm going to show up, and I'm going to be with this person. It's beautiful. It's strange. (laughs) What about this one? Uh, The cat. If you don't know the cat, you might have seen her outside, Smokey the gray cat, uh, our unofficial member. She sneaks in all the time. And like, she's like one visit away from getting a mailbox downstairs. <laughs> but like, nobody cares, right? Like a, a month ago, I'm standing here preaching and I look down and there's a cat at my foot. And I was like, what? 
Okay, of course. But it's not, the cat isn't the thing, right? It's the thing behind the thing. Uh, there's a, a, a level of just like a lack of pretense among this group. Uh, there's a, a sense of authenticity, a sense of genuineness, a sense of like, you know, there's more to life than if a cat sneaks into the building. Like we're all just trying to show up and living our lives from the place that we are. And sometimes a cat slips in, right? And that's life. <laughs> what about this one? Uh, y'all are a really generous group. You recognize that like, it's because of your generosity, your, generous, your generosity with your time, uh, your talents, your efforts, your uh, resources, your gifts, all of these sorts of things that like, this happens, right? Oh. I mean, uh, last time I counted, it takes at least 10 people to pull off a Sunday morning worship. <laughs> and it's not those same people doing this every week, right? We're on kind of a weekly rotation, which means that it's at least like 40 people in a group of like 70 that are committed to like pulling off one day a week, just one small part of our community. But then you think about all of the other aspects of our community, and it takes all of us to give of ourselves generously to make this the community that we long for it to be. Or think about like the, the fact that um, we have a church budget. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing. We have a church budget. Do you know where that church budget comes from? You all. The reason why we have money to do the, the, the good and the beautiful work that we do is because of your own generosity. And even in the midst of COVID, uh, we began to get those stimulus checks. And some of us began to wrestle with this idea of like, what if I don't need my stimulus check? But I know that there are people who have been furloughed or laid off and they absolutely need this stimulus check. So we started this audacious thing called the Stimulus Jubilee Fund where people gave generously and we got like thousands of dollars to just give freely and generously to those within our community and in our neighborhood who are in need. No strings attached. Beautiful, but strange. And here's the strangest part of it all. Y'all don't even realize it's strange. <laughs> like if you've been here for like more than a month, like it just becomes so normalized and so naturalized and so just part of this community, so deeply embedded into our DNA that like we stop forgetting that these things are strange and it just becomes a natural part of life. But after seven years... I can definitively and decisively say, y'all are strange. Or to put it in another way, y'all have chosen the narrow gate. Uh, Jesus puts it like this in Matthew chapter 7. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. So towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus has been uh, expounding upon this idea of this with God life, this life that God wants to live with us and the life that God wants us to live with God. And at the end of this teaching, he comes to this comparison and contrast between this wide gate, which leads to destruction, and this narrow gate that leads to life. Now, when it comes to the wide gate, like, we don't have to think too hard for examples of this, yeah? I think they're good and plenty all around us. The examples of the wide gates are the pursuits of money and the pursuits of wealth and the pursuits of uh, power and the pursuits of status. And it's not to say that like uh, these pursuits don't take time and energy and effort, but it is to say that like a, a, a life that li lives towards these pursuits is it's an easy one, yeah? 
And it's easy because like our structure or our, our society and our culture are like structured towards these things. It's like if you want to pursue these things, all you have to do is step onto the conveyor belt, step into the river, step into the stream, to, to go with the grain of society, if you will, choose whatever analogy you want. But it's easy because our society and our culture are structured towards these pursuits of wealth and, uh, and money and power and status. It's easy, but it's also destructive. I mean, if you walk down the street with your eyes open for like a minute, you recognize that like our society and our culture is not well. That these pursuits of money and power and status and wealth, like these pursuits are breaking us individually. They're breaking us collectively. They're breaking our good creation. They're, they're breaking us with the systems and the structures that we create that uh, favor some over and against others. These, these pursuits are incredibly destructive. The gate is wide, many choose it. It's the easy path, but it's, it's a destructive one. But when it comes to the narrow gate, well, unfortunately, there's, there's not as many uh, obvious examples of this one. And I think it's because unlike uh, the wide gate, our society and our culture isn't structured towards this, right? It's hard, as Jesus says, it's difficult, it's complicated, it's messy. Because unlike the wide gate, it's not a pursuit about me, myself, and I. But the narrow gate, rather, is a pursuit about we and us collectively together. See, the wide gate doesn't pursue the pursuits of, of money and wealth and power and status, but, but the narrow gate has this pursuit, this posture towards self-giving of service, of sacrifice, of seeking peace, of building a world that actually works for all of us. To put it another way, the narrow gate is the way of Jesus. See, many have chosen the wide gate that leads to destruction. But y'all, y'all have chosen the narrow gate. Y'all have chosen the more difficult way. Y'all have chosen the way of Jesus. To put it another way, y'all have chosen to be strange. <laughs> and so, if I can say one last thing to you uh, this morning as your pastor, it would be this. Keep choosing to be strange, because it is the way of Jesus. Uh, the last few years, I've been, I've been wrestling with this, this growing conviction that if it's not strange, it's not the way of Jesus, yeah? Because it's strange to choose another pursuit besides the pursuit of money and wealth and power and status. It's strange to choose a different pursuit rather than the, the three evils that MLK identified of militarism or violence as a whole, materialism, of racism. To choose this alternative way of Jesus is strange. But if it's not strange, I don't think it's the way of Jesus. <laughs> See, it's the strangeness that makes so many of us love this community. It's this strangeness that draws so many of us to come back to this community time and time again, even when things are difficult. It's this strangeness that has allowed this community to be used by God to bring about healing and wholeness for so many of us. And it's this strangeness that makes this morning so difficult for me. Because this strangeness has brought about this sense of love and life abundantly for all who call this place home. 
Seven years ago, uh, when I candidated and I preached here for the first time, uh, I preached on this uh, exact same text. And uh, uh, I'm sure it, this, these next words are written in your Bible um, alongside of this. But at that point, like, this was sort of the main idea I was running with here. But the way of Jesus is often difficult and messy, uh, but it is the path that leads to life. Uh, young Sean is me seven years ago, not a rapper, by the way. Um, and I, I, I sort of summarized all of this by acknowledging that these things of Jesus are, um, they're not natural, right? They, they kind of go against the grain. But then I said, like, I, I acknowledge that this also leads to, like, life for me and for those around me. And I challenge you all to keep pursuing this. And so seven years ago, I began um, my ministry here uh, with this sort of challenge to, to choose the way of Jesus. Uh, and I didn't know where our paths would go, where your path would go, where my path would go. But thanks be to God that our paths collided. Our paths have been connected for the last seven years. And I've got a privileged front row seat to see the ways that you all have kept choosing the way of Jesus. So I began my ministry here seven years ago with this challenge. And these seven years later, I wrap up my time with the same sort of challenge. Keep choosing the messy and difficult way. Keep choosing the way of Jesus. Keep choosing the narrow gate. Or to put it another way, keep choosing to be strange because it is the way of Jesus. And it's the thing that makes this community so incredibly beautiful. Amen.